Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the Word of God today, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 9. The Bible says here, Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And that's what I've been dealing with uh, over the last couple podcasts. And uh, we've been talking about the witnesses at the judgment. The witnesses at the judgment. Because uh, every courtroom has witnesses that come and tell what they have observed. And when you see Paul talking about the judgment seat, we know it's the Bema seat that was of those ancient games. They would set up high and observe the races and the, the games and all that was going on. And I told you on the last podcast that one of the witnesses will be our works, how we worked for God. We're going to give an account of our opportunities that we had to, to pray and our opportunities to to, to witness and to sing and to help and to give and to teach and to preach. And our works are going to be a witness at the judgment. God's going to make us accountable of those lost opportunities that we did not take advantage of. And I, I wonder how are we going to feel when we, when we stand at the judgment seat and God shows us the, the wasted times of our life, the blank spots that are on our record that could have been filled in with souls uh, with young people that we could have helped, that we could have taught, that we could have encouraged, with with answers to prayer we could have received, but we didn't pray. With missionaries that we could have helped uh, reach the field, but but we never gave. With pastors that were discouraged because we didn't hold their hands up, our works are going to be a witness. The second thing that is going to witness against us in the at the judgment seat is our words. Not only our works, but our words. The Bible says we're going to give an account of every idle word, every idle word. The Bible teaches us in the book of Matthew, chapter number 14, uh, excuse me, chapter number 12, verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Our words, boy, that scares me. Because the word idle means useless words, means words that don't matter, words that are unimportant, words that are ineffective, words that are just wasted and not lasting and temporal. Boy, we're guilty in that area. I mean, a lot of times we just spat off with our mouth things that don't matter. And God help us that we're going to give an account of our words, idle words, we're going to give account of our ill words. Woo. Convicting. I mean, those times when we are harsh, uh, when we are cruel, when we are unkind. Every idle word, every ill word are going to witness against us. And our illicit words. Words that should not come out of the mouth of a child of God. Words that are forbidden. Words that are unlawful. Things that flow out of our lips that not that's not pleasing to God, 
a child of God has to uh, bridle their tongue. The Bible talks about keeping a watch over your mouth. God set a watch over my mouth. And the tongue, boy, it's a dangerous member. We have a, we have a, we have something we really need to, to watch when it comes to our, our mouth. The book of James has much to say about it. Uh, the Bible said in James one twenty six that if a man seem religious but does not bridle his tongue, he's deceiving his heart. His religion is vain. James chapter three goes on to say a lot about it. He says the tongue is a little member and it boasts great things behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth oh me and then he goes on to say it's a, a fire a world of iniquity so is the tongue among our members it defileth the whole body setteth on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell for every kind of beast and a birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therefore, therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth the fountain send forth at the same place bitter and sweet, sweet water and bitter water? That tongue will get you in trouble. That tongue will get you in trouble. Uh, I'm telling you, we, we need to guard what we say. We need to guard what we say and, and, set, and ask God to set a watch over our lips, set a watch over our mouth. Uh, I'm telling you, the Bible said in Psalm number uh, 141, verse 3, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips. I heard a preacher say years ago, that that tongue is so dangerous that God put it behind two sets of jail cells. You've got your teeth and you've got your lips. And you can bite down on your teeth to keep yourself from saying something. And you can close your lips. Because once you, um, once you say something, whether it's an idle word, an ill word, or an illicit word, you can't take it back. I remember a story about a lady who was a part of the church and she was a bad bad gossip she would just tell stuff that she didn't know was true and one day this uh, pastor came to her house and he had a bag of of seed and he just started scattering it all over the yard in front of her just throwing seed everywhere just throwing it everywhere and uh, he said i'm i want you to go and pick up every one of those seeds and she said, that's impossible, preacher. There's no way I could go pick up all of those seeds. He said, and neither can you go take back all of the things you've been saying about your brothers and sisters in Christ. Whew. And she got the point. We're going to give an account of our works. We're going to give an account of our words. They're going to be a witness against us. But then the Bible says in the book of James that we're going to give an account of our wealth. Our wealth will be a witness against us. James chapter 5, verse number 1, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. Our wealth, our money, 
Our finances are going to be a witness against us. And I dread standing before God uh, with the dollars that I did not give to the cause of Christ. I've tithed since I was a very young child. My dad started giving me a dollar. I remember, I don't know, I was five, six years old. Dad started giving me a dollar every week. And he, he looked at me when he gave it to me. And he said, 10 cent of this belongs to the Lord. Well, what did 10 cent matter? What did a dime matter? I mean, uh, you had a couple hundred people in that church when you were a child. And what does 10 cent matter with all the hundreds and, and even thousands of dollars that were given on a, on a Sunday basis? And, and your dad made you give a dime? Made you give a dime to the church? What, what was the point of that? I'll tell you what the point was. He was teaching me that I was accountable to God for 10%. And I know there's a lot of folks now that will argue about that. Well, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. Abraham tithed before the law was ever given. Jesus said to tithe. Paul said to tithe. And I believe that 10% is just the starting point of giving. It wasn't long after I'd started tithing that I also started giving to missions. And I would give just a, just a, a few cents in the offering. But what my dad and mom were establishing in my life was giving of what I had. And boy, we live in a stingy, selfish society today. Uh, I think if we knew how many people did not tithe in our churches, I think it would shock us. But the Bible's clear that our wealth is going to be a witness against us. Uh, we we have to we are supposed to to open up ourselves and, and give. We're to give of our tithes. We're to give uh, of our uh, prosperity offerings. And so we need to understand that that's going to stand against us in the day of judgment. And so we need, we need to understand that we're going to give an account for every dollar. And we need to understand what First John talks about in chapter number 3. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? And so we're to give to the poor. We're to give almsgiving. If we see somebody in need, we're, we're to try to meet that need and help that need. Give to the local church. And uh, tithes and offerings and free will offerings and, and purpose giving of missions and almsgiving of compassion. Because our wealth is going to be a witness against us. We're going to have those witnesses standing before God. Our wealth, our works, our words. But then here's one. Our watchman is going to be a witness at the judgment seat. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. And here it is. As they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. As a pastor, I'm going to give an account of my preaching. I'm going to give an account of how I pastored, if I pastored with fear and favor or, with I, or if I pastored, you know, with, with truth and, and, and balance. I'm going to give an account of how I pastor, but I'm also going to give an account of the people that I pastor. God's going to call me before the judgment seat, and I'll testify of folks' service, of folks' attitude in the church, of folks' motive. 
I wonder what God would have me say about my members. Because I'll have to speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You can lie in the court down here. You can perjure yourself on earth. You can lie to the judge on earth. You can lie to the jury on earth. You can lie to the to the to the congregants in the courtroom. But you are not going to tell a lie at the judgment seat of God. That judgment seat of Christ will be all truth. That all-knowing God. And I'll speak the truth. And I wonder what God will have me say when I give an account of each member of the church. God's going to call people up and call me up. What am I going to say? That lady was a constant headache. That man was a constant burden. Nothing but trouble. Always complaining. Never showed up on time. Never was uh, uh, faithful to church. They'd come one service and miss the next. I don't ever remember them being in the altar. I don't ever remember them going on uh, soul winning and visitation. I don't ever remember them staying late and helping us clean the fellowship hall up after after, after a meal. and you know, Things like that. I mean, I'm going to give an account. And it's sobering today to think that when we stand before the judgment seat, there will be witnesses right out of the Word of God. The Bible's clear. Our works will be a witness. Our words will be a witness. Our wealth will be a witness and our watchmen. And we need to take serious this thing today that God is watching. God is observing. That beam of seed is real. And we need to really take note of that today. How convicting that is. Let's go out today and let's do something for God. He, he, he calls us to be the salt and the light. To go out and, and purify and to illuminate the world around us. And that's what we need to plan to do today. Get out there and serve God and be a Christian, be a witness, be a testimony. If you're listening in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? Tomorrow morning, I'm going out. I'm going to be salt. I'm going to be light. I'm going to make a difference in this world. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.